Hello, Grand Rapids. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call. No names, no holds barred. Rather go one on one. I think it'll be more fun, and I'll get to know you, and you'll get to know me. Hi, everybody. Chris Gathard here. Welcome to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. So lucky that I get to do this show, and I want to thank everybody who listens, tells their friends, who leave reviews on the, on whatever device or platform you're listening on. People who hit the subscribe button and help us out. You're you're the reason I get to do this show for seven years where we try to spread stories and compassion and some empathy and uh we all try to just expand our worldview one story at a time last week's episode was really tough uh the nerd that becomes the bully um and and it was really hard to see the comments we have our facebook community beautiful anonymous the community on facebook really chill relaxed place where people discuss episodes and the, the site it's i tell you this group, it just, it's kind people discussing episodes. It was heartbreaking last week. Saw people saying stuff like, uh, I could have nearly told this exact story minus the barking at dogs and tripping. That was comment one. Comment two said, uh, again, this was so similar to my life for four years. The part where the caller says something about still working through some of the things her ex used to tell her that make her second guess who she is is so validating to me. It was, it's hard. Hard to see how many comments came in from people. It was surreal to hear someone else who dealt with the same sorts of things I did in my nine-year marriage. <sighs> really hard to see how, how, how much of a chord this one struck. This one struck. And um, yeah, much love to everyone out there dealing with similar things. Under rejecting similar notions about themselves suggested by others. It's a brutal thing. And uh, I'm glad the episode created some sense of catharsis or community for others and caller. Kudos again to you. This week's episode, much more laid back. This was a live episode from Grand Rapids, Michigan. And uh, I tell you, we had a very stressful one this last week. And this one, a little more chit-chat, a little more... Um, warm celebratory the caller's planning a wedding stressed out we bond over that i tell some funny stories about what it was like to plan my wedding i uh we we make fun of ohio we we talk about drums and i tell a story that i probably shouldn't be sharing publicly because everyone's going to want to know i'm talking about about a uh, a wedding crashing situation and uh <laughs> Please don't guess who I'm talking about, everybody. Just let it be. Either way, this call is old school, chit-chatty, bounces around, positive. I think we need that after last week. And I hope the caller has a great wedding. And I hope you all enjoy the episode. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hi. Hi, how's it going? It's good. I'm here with a bunch of nice people in Michigan. Hi, Michigan. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing? 
I am doing great. How are you doing? So, well, okay, we already did that. See, yeah. off to a great start, Chris. That's okay. We're just being nice to each other. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I get to uh, go home and see my 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 wife and my son tomorrow. That's really nice. And then I was just backstage. And there's a place. There's a place right across the street that has vegan chicken wings, and they're very very good. And I ate a bunch of them, and then I shotgun some chocolate. So I got a good energy going right now. Oh, man, that sounds great. All I've had to eat today are literally three cannolis. So you're you're probably doing better than me there. Three cannolis? What, have you been hanging out at some sort of street <laughs> fair or something? I don't know. I just, I ran out of food and all I had were cannolis. So I don't know what else to say. That's fair. I'm not going to judge. I've had a three cannoli day in my life. Yeah, fair enough. Cannolis are good, yeah. Oh, man. Well, cool. When I, I was just um, saying, when I saw your tweet come by, I was working on my wedding registry and I was just thinking about how crazy it is to plan a wedding. And I thought you might have some insight on it oh. as you are married, as I assume. Yeah. Coming up, coming up on eight years of marriage over here. So I'm an expert. No, I'm not an expert at all. Uh, congrats. Congrats <laughs> on the wedding. That's very cool. Thank you. I am excited, but I feel like everyone in my life has lied to me about what it's like to throw a wedding. Yeah, it's, it's really stressful, right? <laughs> it's the worst, but also the best. It's very weird to explain. Okay, try, try. How is it the worst, but also okay. the best? Well, okay, it's the best because um, at the end of the day, I'm planning a big party with all of my friends and family, and I get to, like, spend the rest of my life legally with the person I love the most. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good thing about weddings. Yeah. What about the worst? But it's also the worst because I'm the first person in my friend group to get married, and so I feel like I can't, like, talk to anyone about how stressful it is because I don't want to be like the friend who gets engaged and it's like the only thing I talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's some things I'll say is when you get to the wedding day, everything's going to be fine. Cause everybody's going to help. Like you'll be shocked at how many people just want to find a thing to do to help. So keep that in mind when you stress. That's good. To know. And the other thing is, um, there's going to be like people in your life where you pray for them to say no to the invite. And you, it's a weird, your wedding is one of your weird moments in life where you get to reevaluate all your friendships. And now is a chance where if you want to drop a friend, now is a time that you get to do it. If there's anybody else oh in here married, you, you know what I'm saying? Like there's some, you're going to be holding one invite that's about to go out in the mail. And you're like, if I don't ever want to talk to this person again, I could just throw this shit in the shredder. <laughs> And never talk to that person again. I had a couple. I had a couple. I know exactly how that is. When we were getting our list together for the Save the Dates a few months ago, we were like, all right, let's write down anyone we could ever imagine inviting to this thing. And then we just ruthlessly cut people off that thing. Yeah, it kind of feels good, right? It feels so good. People have no, see, that's one of the things I can't talk to my friends about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You you were you were close. You were close, man, to getting cut, but you made it just by just by a thread. Oh yeah, if you tell them that, if you're like, you were barely invited to this wedding. <laughs> Maybe if I get in a fight with someone, that'll that'll come up. Oh god, I hope not. I had one one of my college roommates who um 
we always we were always tight in college, but then we'd always butt heads. And then for years after college, I got married. How old was I? I was 34, 35 when I got married. Is that right? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, around that. So we were much older, and I'd been dealing with, for, with him for years. And there had been a running thing where, like, I never heard from him. I never, I'd never. see him, like, once every three or four years at, like, group things with other friends. And then there was a thing where anytime I would, like, put up comedy stuff on Facebook when I was a young buck trying to get my name out there and do my stuff, he'd, like, leave shitty comments on Facebook. Like, he once left one that was, like, this is an excuse for comedy now. Man, American comedy sucks. I'm like, dude. We lived in the same house together. <laughs> and then his brother would always text me and be like, sorry, he's been having a tough time. And I'm like, I don't give a shit, man. Like, I'm tired of this with the comments. And I can't, I have to tell you, when I just said to myself, I ain't inviting him, it was one of the best feelings I can think of in regards to my wedding. Oh my I was like, God. he's done. He's done. I'm going to burn this relationship down. I can't have this guy in my life anymore. And I have a chance now. Throw that one in the trash. He ain't coming. We've never spoken since. He's left a couple other shitty comments on Facebook. And now I just message him. And I'm like, what the fuck is your problem now, man? Like, we don't even pretend anymore. And I got to tell you, I hate that this is one of the first things I'm bringing up. Because I'd like to tell you, there's been, there were so many happy memories involving my wife and my family and all those things. But, oh, yeah, the planning phase, cutting out the, uh, cutting out the, the negative influences. That was a good one. It feels kind of like a good spring cleaning declutter. Mm, you know mm, what I mean? Mm, Where you're, like, reprioritizing everyone you've ever known. And yeah. you're like, do I care enough? to pay $60 for them to eat yeah. <laughs> yeah. at this thing. Yes. You know what I mean? And I, ultimately exactly. at the end of the day, I had like a dozen people where it was like, no, I don't. And then I straight up don't. And then you got those members of your family who you have to invite because they're related by blood and you sit there and you're like, please say no, just say no. We don't talk. You're my weird second cousin. We don't talk, but we're around each other. It's uncomfortable. Come on, say no, say no. And you're waiting for that card to come back so you can use the slot on um, someone who you're tighter with. Have you had that experience? Oh yet? yeah, we totally have a P-list. Um, but like the thing is, is, I just straight up didn't invite those family members. And my fiance thinks I'm crazy because... My parents are just like, yeah, we support you. Invite whoever you want. I don't care. There's some weirdos in uh, our family versus my fiance's family is like gigantic. And they're like, if we don't, if I don't invite literally everyone who's related to me, there will be like political issues for the rest of my life yeah, <laughs> as yeah. a result. Now, it's just bananas. Where are you doing it? Where, where's the wedding going down? Uh, at my aunt's house, actually. Okay, it sounds like it's a backyard wedding, and it sounds like it's, like, teeny, teeny, tiny, but she's, like, filthy rich, and they have, like, a whole estate, and they got horses and shit. Like, it'll be, like, a fun, like, farm, and we're calling it, like, elevated farm. I don't know if that's actually going to work, but that's what we're doing for for now. You got a rich aunt. That's nice. And then you're going to owe this aunt forever. Okay, I like that. I feel like I'm coming off as extraordinarily negative towards weddings. Um but yeah, they're good. They're fine. I like them. 
No, I'm here for it because I feel like I can't complain about it, right? And yeah. I'm just like, yeah. I mean, of course, like, yes, yes, yes. Very excited. But it's like a whole part-time job that you have to do to get everything together. It's wild. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, like, that's what I feel like people lied to me about. They're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a great day. It's a little bit stressful, but it'll be fun. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, what do you mean, like, a little bit stressful? There's a lot of moving parts here. It's crazy. My wife entered our wedding on a zip line. Okay, that's pretty badass. I need to yeah. figure out a cool entrance. Yeah, you should get a zip line. It went great. Well, it was over a late... We got married at a summer camp, but the thing was her dress was weighing down more than during the practice run, and it hit the water, and then this really hot Australian guy who was in charge of the zip line... We weren't in Australia. He was just an Australian guy. He was like this jacked, hot Australian dude. He had to... At my wedding, I was standing there, and I watched a man rescue my wife, and I was like, well, if she wants one more chance to get the fuck out... This is her chance. She could just <laughs> run away with that hunk because he got a great accent. He was one of, you know, one of these guys whose job, he's like a rock climbing pothead. And then he runs the zip line at this summer camp for cash. Just the hottest dude ever. I like saw that my, my young cut, my cousin was like 16 or 17 at the time. And her and her friend were at the wedding and they were like in love with this dude. And I was like, oh yeah, he's a good looking dude. And then when I said hi to him, he was like, hi, how you doing, mate? And I was like, oh fuck, man. Like this, oh, no. this guy might steal my fiance on my wedding weekend that could be bad <laughs> he's got the accent that could be Wait, bad so was this like at a summer camp she like came in over a lake yeah she came in over a lake on a zip line she's very cool she's oh very cool there's a body of water at our venue and i'm like terrified someone's gonna get too drunk and like drown it's gonna be i'm sure it'll be fine <laughs> that went like a zero to a hundred right there Oh my God, Chris, I'm like an anxious, like I'm an anxious person, which probably doesn't help things in, in terms of like wedding planning. Yeah. Yeah. Now, have you and your fiance gotten into any fights over stuff that uh, you don't care about yet? Um, Every, I just heard a bunch of guys laugh and no women laugh in the room. Wait, and this stuff he doesn't care about that I think he should care about or like... Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. Yes. <laughs> Stuff he doesn't care about that you think he should care about. Have you had any of those fights okay. yet? I wanted him to have an opinion on what his groomsmen should wear. And yeah. he will not give me an opinion. He's like, you're, like you're, you're in charge of the color scheme. And I'm like, when did we establish that I was in charge of the color scheme? That's another annoying thing about weddings is that I feel like it's all like the bride plans it all. But like, dude, like pull your weight. Oh boy, we're going to pause right there. Because I tell you, I have experience with this one. When it comes to being a, a dummy about color schemes and not carrying my weight when it comes to planning a wedding, I, I, have, I have things to admit and to talk about. We'll be back and we'll do all of that. Thanks so much to all of our advertisers who allow this show to happen. Now let's get back to the phone call. And yeah. he will not give me an opinion. He's like, you're like, you're you're in charge of the color scheme. And I'm like, when did we establish that I was in charge of the color scheme? That's another annoying thing about weddings is that I feel like it's all like the bride plans it all. But like, dude, like pull your weight, you know? Okay. Counterpoint. Counterpoint okay, from counterpoint. my end. 
I will never forget. We had one discussion where we had to decide if the napkins were going to be aqua or teal. And I'm slightly colorblind, so I was looking at these two colors and I was going, I cannot tell the difference. It's very hard for me to choose between aqua and teal. And Hallie was like, I can't be the only one who cares about stuff like this. What do you think, aqua or teal? And I was like, okay, let's go with aqua. And she was like, why? And I was like... And then I had to just come up with it. I was like, well, we're getting married at the summer camp, so it's very childlike, but the aqua is like a little more grown-up feeling. So maybe like we want that as a balance. And she was like, I agree, but that's why I think teal, we go all in. Like if we're having the fun wedding, let's go with teal. It's slightly more fun than aqua. And I was like, well, are we taking ourselves seriously at all with it? And we like started like actually getting in a fight. Where And, I, and at some point in the fight, it was getting really heated. And I was like, I just want to remind you, my beginning was, I don't care. Like, I don't, I made up this opinion and now I'm defending it tooth and fucking nail and you're not talking to me anymore. Like, oh, no. like we're going to bed yeah. angry because we're fighting over napkins when my starting point was whatever you want is fine. And then we got in a big fight about it and now I'm in the doghouse. That was a bummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. That's fair. But like, maybe I would pull that. I don't know. Because I feel like I don't care, but then at the same time, like, if he picks the wrong color, I'm going to be a little mad. That's pressure. So maybe you have something there. <laughs> um, caller, I just checked our, our hashtag for the first time because the crowd here in Michigan can contribute to the show. Happy to tell you that the, the one that just came in is making me so happy. Katie just said... <laughs> <laughs> Hearing about straight people planning weddings makes me extra happy to be gay. Thank you so much, Katie. That's a hell of a... Wonderful insight, Katie. Absolutely. Apparently, Keegan's informed me, I apparently at some point I described the plot of Along Came Polly, which I don't even know what part of what I said was that. Uh, another Katie, a lot of Katie's here tonight, um, said, uh, can identify, just got married, it's feeling relatable. And then our, our original friend said, 2020 bride here, second wedding. If I haven't talked to you since my first wedding, you don't get an invite to the next. I like that. I like that. Keegan is saying the real flex is just eloping. Save all your money. If everyone's mad, nobody's mad. I like that. That was the first fight we had. I always want to do elope. And I'm like here trying to give my husband the wedding of his dreams. Really? You're, you want to elope and he's the one who wants the wedding of his dreams? Yeah. Like, honest to God, we were, so we started dating like maybe like four, no, like six months before the pandemic. And during the pandemic, um, we live in like a city with a large park, but not the one you're thinking of. And um, we saw people getting married in the park one day. And I was like, man, uh, I am envious of these like 2021 people who are just like, fuck it, we're, we're going to elope because it takes away so much of the pressure and there's like an excuse to elope without it being kind of weird. And he was like, it really hurts my feelings when you say that because I really want to have a wedding. And I was like, Oh no. Wow. Wow. And now you're stuck planning a wedding. Exactly. No, but I, I've come around to it because like the thing that stretched me out was it's like, it feels like a lot of pressure to have this day and like, be in front of everyone. And I like feel weird about being like overly romantic in public. And this is like the most overly romantic in public I have to be. And like that just all makes me feel kind of uncomfortable, but I've come around to it because it's like, 
you know, people have pointed out to me that it's like the only time in your life for a happy reason, all of your friends and family are going to get together, like likely is your wedding. And I was like, that's a really good point. And I see the merit in it. That's true. A lot of these people won't be all in the same room again until you're dead. Exactly. That's a it's bummer. the only happy reason they're all going to be here. I mean, yeah, like until I die or like something tragic happens, I don't know. So you and not he started saying, wait, not saying when I die it's gonna be a happy reason. Yeah, like a big giant like what would be a what would be a happy reason to die? You drown in a bunch of no, silly I, string? I, I don't know. I don't know if there would be a happy reason to die. I I, I haven't thought it through. I haven't thought That's it through fair. how I'm gonna die. Now you started dating six months before the pandemic, you said? Yeah. And then yeah. did you move did. in together during the pandemic? We did. We moved in together almost a year ago now. Wow. And we got engaged in January and we're getting married in October. Do you feel like the pandemic had any effect on the, uh, the pace at which you worked? Because that is not the longest amount of time to date before getting engaged. Yeah, we did it like over two years, a little over two years before getting engaged. But I do, I joke when people ask me that, I joke that we're like trauma bonded now. So it's like a thing. Um, But really it's, the way we talk about it is we had a lot of fun for the first like six months when we started dating. And then this like huge thing happened in our world. And like, like I previously mentioned, I, I have anxiety. I'm like a really anxious person. And like the beginning of the pandemic really threw me. And like, I was like having a really hard time and he was there for me, like every step of the way when like in an early relationship, it'd be like, all right, like we're going to kind of deal with this on our, on our own or whatever. And like, I started hanging out, like it was the only options were like his apartment or mine or like his family. And so I started spending a lot of time with his family. And then like, when you're just like, inside watching TV and talking and eating takeout together for two years, you really have a lot of conversations about like what you're really looking for and what you really want out of like your life and your future, like forever partner. And I think that really like, I think the pandemic was really make or break for a lot of people. And for us, thankfully it was really like make, if that makes sense. It does. It does. And, and what's your life when you're not planning a wedding? Like, what do you do? Who are you outside oh, of someone planning a wedding? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a project manager at an advertising agency uh-huh. for a career, um, for actual like hobbies. Um, I don't, I never know what to answer for that. Like, I feel like I haven't been doing anything and now I'm starting to do stuff, which involves just like going out for drinks with my friends and maybe playing some board games. <laughs> uh-huh. What games do you like? What are the, what are the hot games these days? I was just at Grand Rapids. They got this whole board game bar. You can, you can get fucked oh, yeah? up and play board games. Uh, it was pretty fun. It was fun. We put a lot of board games on our registry actually, which hopefully we get some of them. Um, there, we've been playing a lot of, okay, on my Switch, um, there's a Wheel of Fortune game that I have locked like a hundred hours on. It's a lot of fun. You literally just play Wheel of Fortune. It's terribly designed. It's wonderful. Uh-huh. Um, Monopoly has been one. I like the classics. Settlers of Catan we've been playing a lot of. And there's this, um, 
game, this card game called Canasta, which is like an old people game. Like my parents are really into it <laughs> that my fiance and I started playing with his parents um, during the pandemic. And now we're like all obsessed. So that's been a lot of fun. I have to say, and I say this with great love when I'm like, so who are you when you're not planning your wedding? And you're like, I'm a project manager. I'm very into Canasta. I'm like, holy shit. That is a funny answer to me. <laughs> I'm a project manager. I like to organize things unless it's my wedding. And I like Canasta, which is a game where you organize things. What can I say? You're really into organizing. Yeah, which is weird because I have ADHD and I'm terrible at it. I don't know why I have this job, frankly. How'd you get into this job if it's not built for your personality? Project managing and uh, advertising well, firm. Do you like I it? I like it, I guess, when I'm being paid for it. Like, I think it's a good challenge. And, like, I like that this job is different every day. And um, I like that there's steps to it. There's, like, a process. So there's nothing that I have to, like, self-motivate for. It's mostly I wait for, like, emails. And then I do the next step in the process type of thing. Which I feel like some people find boring. But I like that it's predictable um, and problem-solving. I like to problem-solve. And I do very well under pressure. So... That's what I like about it. And what is it? I've never played Canasta. I've only heard Canasta referenced in like sketch comedy as an old person thing. <laughs> I mean, okay, fair enough. So you, so you get cards, right? Every, like two decks of cards. It has to be two decks. And you, it's a four player game. And you sit down at the table and your partner, like, so it's like a partner game. You're on, on a team. And so your partner sits across from you. Um, diagonally across from you. And then so you're facing your opponent and your opponent's next to you, you're the opposing team. And you deal, what is it, like 12 cards out to each person. And then there's like a huge stack of cards in the middle because it's two decks. And you basically just try to collect um, sets of three or more uh-huh. cards. That's it. Okay. I I'm love- very bad at it. That we just had a room full of people in Michigan sitting quietly as you explain the broad overview of Canasta. It's making me very happy. I'm so sorry. This must be extremely boring, Michigan. I apologize. Um, I will say the crowd is tossing out some uh, very, they're all tossing out suggestions of rides that should be on your registry. Lauren wants to make sure that you've got Ticket to Ride on there. Um, Oh, hell yeah. I love Ticket. I play that. That's my favorite. That's like my favorite game with a bunch of friends. Great, great suggestion. Fluttering Reed says, I've heard Canasta referenced in classic Looney Tunes shorts. Like, that's how long we've been making fun of Canasta. <laughs> that Bugs Bunny makes fun of it. Um, um, it's a classic for a reason, Chris. Joshua says, play Monopoly Deal. You won't be disappointed. It might end your engagement, though. Um I wish I could play a Dungeons and Dragons type game is on there. Uh, Kathleen is saying, uh, learning to play cribbage with my grandma right now. And, uh, oh, this one I like, Sarah said, caller, have you tried hunt a killer? And at first I thought Sarah was asking if you've hunted down a killer. And then I realized there must be a game called hunt a killer. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. Is that the one, I think I've seen ads for it on social media where they like send you a box and like it has like case files and you have to like pretend you're a detective and then like figure out who the killer is. Sarah says that's it. Yes. Sarah says that's it. Okay. I, maybe I'll be influenced to check it out now. 
Um, people are asking if you play Euchre. People are just naming the other hilariously old-timey Dude, games. Okay. My fiance's from Ohio, and apparently in Ohio they love Euchre. Is this it's true, It's like sir? a Midwestern thing. <laughs> the guy who just clapped for Ohio, are they real? In- This is the, one of the weirdest calls we've ever had in the history of the show. Just discussing which card games are popular in Ohio at a show in Michigan. Here's, <laughs> I'll tell you, here, Lauren puts up a thing, though, that I like, and I wonder your reaction to that. Lauren says, caller has a predictable job and hobbies. She's got to be hiding something. <laughs> caller, what are you hiding? What are you hiding? Lonzo also says, your husband is from Ohio. Wedding denied. Wedding denied, that's, okay. Uh, everyone gives me shit for him being from Ohio, and I'm like, I get it, but now he doesn't live in Ohio. He lives with me, so it's fine. But has he actively disavowed Ohio in a way that would please Michigan? No, my mother-in-law is um, forcing me to go to a second reception in Ohio, so that's the whole thing. Ohio getting resoundingly booed here in Michigan. So sorry to the Ohio people who already admitted came out as Ohio people. Um, and what part of Ohio is he from? I want to see if it's a particularly egregious part to them. It's like a Cleveland suburb. A Cleveland suburb. Oh, wow. Anger. Anger in the room here at the Pyramid Scheme in Grand Rapids. Someone just went, oh, come on. And then the whole crowd started booing. The idea of Cleveland having suburbs. I'm sorry. Did he go to Ohio State? He went to Case Western. Wow, apparently uh, Michigan is cool with Case Western. Great. It's, it's like that's school, it was like I that think. scene in Half Baked where it's like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you. For some <laughs> reason everybody's like, oh Case Western, and then he's fine. Uh, yeah, see? Yeah, there's a redeeming quality. Sure, okay. Husband from Ohio, we want to know, what are you hiding, caller? Because you seem like a pretty together person with happy stuff going on. I don't know. I really don't feel that together. Everyone says that, but I'm, I, I feel like I'm not. But, like, I don't know. I feel like maybe I should become more interesting because... Like, my mom, I was such a boring teenager that my mom was convinced I had a double life and, like, was really good at lying to her. But, like, no, I, like, genuinely just went and I hung out with my friends in, like, the youth group room because there was nowhere else to go in my small town. And, like, we, like, ate Cheetos. Like, that was it. Like, I'm... I'm so boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so in high school, to cause trouble, you'd, you'd hang out with your youth group eating Cheetos? That was your teenage... It wasn't even to cause trouble. That was all I did. And mom was like, I think she was hoping I was more rebellious. She's like, what it, like are, are you sure you don't want to like go out? And I was like, no, I'm cool. <laughs> like, I want to hang out and, you know do whatever like eat have starbucks and go to the movies and what instrument did you play in the marching band i was not in marching band i did play the steel pan i was in a steel pan orchestra back in the day i played it for like six years wait did you say a steel pan orchestra yeah like steel drums you know like the caribbean like calypso 
Yeah. I have to say, based on you telling me how you're real into Canasta and Settlers of Catan with your white bread Ohio fiance, I did not expect you to bust out that you used to play in a Calypso music steel drum outfit. Yeah, well, yeah, so I guess you pulled it out of me. Because, like, that's usually my fun fact when people are like, what's your fun fact? I'm like, I played the steel drums for, like, six or seven years. <laughs> How did you get into the steel drums? It does seem out of character based on everything else. Okay, so my mom, as I've mentioned, was like, please find a hobby. You either have to do a sport or a musical instrument. And I was like, fine. And there was this guy. To, I went to like this like weird hippy dippy like private middle school, and um, there was this guy who like put up flyers. I guess he had like a school of music, and one of the and he did like weird music. He did like taiko drums and marimbas and steel pan. He did like kind of like non-mainstream instruments at, at this school of music. And I was like, I'll try the steel drum thing, and then I did it for six years because I can't quit anything. <laughs> well, and also it was fun. Also, you had fun? Okay. Um, here's some th comments that have come back. I just want you to know Tom has a message for your fiance, presumably. Maybe you. Tom just simply says, Ohio is the asshole of the world. Um, so that's a thing that's come up in the room. Um, also, And then a different person named Tom says, Toledo belongs to Michigan. Screw Ohio. Um it does seem like there's a lot of anti-Ohio feedback to the call thus far. Yeah, everyone hates Ohio, and I like feel like I have to defend it, but I'm not going to bother. <laughs> and what part of the world are you from? Um, so I'm originally from Virginia, and now I live in Massachusetts. Okay. Those are two places that I don't have much of a problem with. That's good. Yeah, it's pretty neutral. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that there was so much Ohio hate, but I guess when you're in Michigan, that's bound to happen, right? Oh, no. Everyone hates Ohio, Chris. Have you, like, everyone hates Ohio. Like, people joke that, like, the reason, like, all of the astronauts have gone to space are from Ohio is because they don't want to be there. I didn't realize this. I guess I'm from New Jersey, and New Jersey gets shitted on so hard that I haven't noticed all the anti-Ohio stuff. But this is a national thing to pick on Ohio? Yeah. Yeah, people shit on it. Yeah, you and Michigan are in agreement on that <laughs> thus far. It's true. It's pretty universal, yeah. I've had good times in Ohio. I've had good shows. Cleveland, God, Dayton. I did spend a month in Ohio one time to go to my fiance's friends' weddings, and they were all, like, back-to-back -back weekends, so we were like, fuck it, we'll just get an Airbnb in Ohio for a month. And, like, it was fine. <laughs> That's all I have to say about it. It's a fine place. Okay. Okay. So steel drums. Um, so yes. Lonzo wants steel to know how many times have you run into Matt Damon and Ben Affleck? Is that because she lives in Massachusetts now? I don't think they live there anymore. Oh, yeah, because they're from Boston. Yeah. Zero times, but they did film a Christmas movie that's coming out next year in my office, which is kind of fun. Wait, there's a. What, I don't know who that was. It was Will Smith and um, what's the what's the Ryan guy from Deadpool? Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that one. That wait, Ryan. Wait, what is this about Will Smith and Ryan Reynolds? I missed it. I think they're in like no, not Will Smith. Oh shoot, who's Buddy the Elf? I'm so bad at celebrity names. Who's who? Buddy the Elf. 
Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. You just mixed up Will Ferrell and Will Smith. Imagine if Will Ferrell slapped the shit out of Chris Rock at the Oscars. That would have been so heartbreaking. For, that would have been even worse somehow. <laughs> let's let's pause here. Let's just pause here so I can allow everyone to just take a deep breath and visualize Will Ferrell smacking Chris Rock. And you can have a chuckle much like the one I had. Hey, we'll be right back, everybody. Thank you to all the advertisers who allow this show to exist. And now we're going to finish off the phone call. Imagine if Will Ferrell slapped the shit out of Chris Rock at the Oscars. That would have been so heartbreaking. For, that would have been even worse somehow. Imagine that. Will Fer- I've met Will Ferrell a bunch of times. He's a large man. Wouldn't want him really? slapping the shit out of me. Yeah. Now, wait, what is this about oh. Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds? I, I missed why, how they came up. Well, I almost met them because they filmed a Christmas movie in, in um, our office building. So we couldn't be there all of like August <laughs> last summer. I have to say, caller, some people might hear like, oh, you said like your mom wished you were more exciting growing up and more uh, rebellious. And you talked about how you're very into canasta right now. And some people might say, oh, this caller is a little milk toast. Um, and but to hear that you almost met Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> now that's it's more milk toast. <laughs> that's that's slow down. I don't know if I can handle that much momentum. Oh, my God. Do you guys have advice for something I could do to be more interesting? (laughs) No, you're doing great. Stop. You're doing great. I tried improv. That was interesting. But then the pandemic shut down the theater, which was rough. Whatever. As is the way. As is the way. Um, People are now uh, tweeting videos on the hashtag of steel drum orchestras in action. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, they're a lot of fun. People don't realize that. We played like shows and everything. Did you have a name? What was the name of your steel drum group? I don't remember. Like okay. all pan bands, maybe? I don't know. Fair. Uh, Goldie Everyone's says gonna, that like, Will I'm Smith is going to so track Googleable. you down and slap you for mixing him up with Will Ferrell. Um, I'm the worst. I'm so bad at celebrity no, names. It's fine. Now, who's the person you're most excited to see at your wedding? Are there any people there where you're like, that person better show up because I'd be so thrilled to see them? Because I went negative and talked about cutting out my ex-roommate. I'm really excited to see some of my friends from college who I haven't seen in five years, like since we graduated. That's cool. That's I, cool. That, that's going to be really, really nice. Like some of my like really, really close friends that I haven't seen in so long and like you know, we'll, we'll, we have a group chat and stuff that's like periodically active, but I'm like really excited to like see them and hang out and catch up. Um, it's it's going to be really nice. I'm just hoping like we don't get a crasher. I'm sure we won't, but oh, to say? I had a crasher. No, who? Okay. How do I tell this story? Oh boy. So... <laughs> I had a very strange situation at my wedding caller. I don't know if I should air it out, but I will. So there was someone at my wedding um, who came without a date, and they had not um, they had not asked for a plus one. And my wedding was in mm-hmm. a very hard to get to area of upstate New York, so it wasn't a place where you would randomly be meeting people. And there was someone 
involved, and I'm not trying to sound like a big shot. This person at my wedding is someone who was in the entertainment industry, who people recognized and who, you know, relatives of mine and friends of mine who weren't in the entertainment industry were like, oh, cool, that guy's here. That's cool. And it was fine. Everybody, people know what I do professionally. And then all of a sudden we were on my honeymoon and my mom called me and said, hey, blank, who was blank's date? And why did you sit them at the table with all my brothers and sisters? And I was like, I did not seat that television personality with like my uncle Paul and Aunt Rose. And he didn't have oh my it. God. And he didn't have a date. What are you talking about? And he's like, "Well, your uncle Paul told me that he had a date, and she wasn't really dressed for a wedding. She was dressed for. She seemed like maybe dressed like a little more sexy than you would dress for a wedding." And he was wondering who she was, and then they kind of like left and left the table, and then uh, nobody really saw them again. I was like, "What the? What is going on here?" And I asked around. I realized that my my dad's friend Sam threw his back out, and him and his wife didn't make the wedding last minute, and there were two empty seats at that table. So I was like, "He just randomly grabbed the one table that had two empty seats, and then was just like awkwardly sitting with my mom's siblings." And I was scared to reach out to my friend because I was like, what's going on? So then we start thinking, did he hook up with like another guest there? And my mom described the person and we were asked, oh, maybe it was Hallie's friend, blah, blah, blah. We asked her, no, it wasn't her. Hey, did anybody this that? And then we finally found a friend who was like, yeah, I got in a fight with him about that. And I was like, what happened? He was like, he picked up a girl on Instagram and convinced her to get on a train and come to your wedding. <laughs> And I was like, what? He found an Instagram, he found a person on Instagram. And he was like, yeah. And then they got really high. They ate pot cookies and just went to bed. And then she left in the morning. I was like, there was a human at my wedding trying to hook up with this celebrity friend. And I never met them. I was like, that's bad. That's a So I had that happen at my wedding. Wow. Well, now you have a full story. I'm just worried my like crazy aunt who I didn't invite because, as I mentioned, I didn't invite some of my family is going to crash. You had a you have a crazy uh, aunt you didn't invite. What makes her so crazy? He's just like it's actually a little bit sad. She's just like super fundamentalist Christian brainwashed and like I could I, my I like I was like I can't invite her because I'm just going to be worried she's going to like scream at my gay friends all night. Like that's not going to happen. But like she like, but my dad told her that she's not invited, and then she got like she got like weird about it. So I'm like, oh geez, hopefully she doesn't find out the address. Oh wow, what if she showed up and became best pals with your gay friends, and it turned her whole life around? That would be really nice. That would be the best outcome. Maybe I should invite her. What no, would you say the jail. percentage chance is that your uh, aunt has so much fun with your gay friends at your wedding that she radically realters her fundamental approach to life and human beings? <laughs> um, 3% chance. Yeah, not worth it. Not worth Pretty it. Pretty low. Okay. No, yeah. She, when I was like four years old, she like told me I was going to burn in hell forever. Like, As a four-year-old? Kind of she told you when you were yeah, four? Yeah, I was like four years old and my mom told her not to talk to me again. What did you do? What did you do at the age of four uh, that caused your aunt to say you're going to burn in hell? Four-year-olds don't even have the capacity I don't to know. do anything. I was probably, I was probably doing normal four-year-old shit, like playing, like throwing a block or something. I don't know. I told you she's crazy. She told a four-year-old child you're going to burn in hell. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 
Yeah, one of those types. So n- no offense to anyone in the audience who's one of those types. Well, maybe offense. Yeah, no. But. I got nothing against people if they're religious, but if you're telling toddlers they're going to burn in hell, then yeah, I have no problem if you get offended. If, the audience like wanna, if you're like, not all people who tell toddlers they're going to burn in hell are bad. I'm like, yeah, I agree to disagree on that. You tell a toddler <laughs> they're going to burn in hell. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. That's what I tell. But like, I only have to see her like maybe once a year for 10 minutes. So it's fine. It's like doable. Does she still think you're going to burn in hell? What do you think deep down? Probably because she like sends me like Bible verses for and like chicken soup for the Christian soul or whatever for Christmas every year. So she's probably trying to save me from a distance. I can't deal with that. That's why I was a pretty smart kid, man. And I fundamentally like when I I remember in third grade, they had us do the um, confession with the priest growing up Catholic where you got to go and tell the priest all the bad stuff you've done. And I did it one time and I never did it again. I could all my brother and all our friends in the neighborhood were altar boys. I was like, I don't want to do it, man. This whole idea that kids are bad and we got to confess to weird grown ups in a booth I was like I'm not into that man I don't think I'm bad like I'm sorry I don't think kids are bad like I knew from the start I was like what who is this fucking what's up with these weird priests who are old men who want to go into a box with an eight-year-old and hear all the bad shit they did I was like that's so fucked up when I was eight years old I was like I'm pretty much done with this shit already and I wrote it out until communion but I knew in the back of my head the whole time I was like fuck this this (laughs) feels weird I don't like this I don't like all the all of it man and i mean my grandmother taught at that catholic school where i took my sunday school classes my parents met because they were both students at that elementary school back in the day and i was like i'm not into it something feels weird something feels off and then guess what man when you google in new jersey they released the name of all the priests who pulled shit one of them was my fucking neighborhood church priest he was the cool priest Big surprise. He, oh. he, he was the one who was taking kids down the Jersey Shore, getting them drunk. Like, these priests are fucked That's up, fun. man. I can't do it. So, yeah, I got no problem with the religious people. Just don't be fucking weird and don't tell kids they're bad. Anything, if, if part of your doctrine is telling kids that they're bad, eh, I'm going to call bullshit on that right away, man. I'm not into it. I'm never going to tell oh, my yeah, son he's sure. bad. My son's not bad. He's yeah. good. There's a whole dogma and religion convincing him he's bad just because he was born. Nah, it's not his problem. It's fine. It's just, yeah, right? He didn't. Yeah, it's, it's really screwed up. I, had my, yeah, I didn't grow up Catholic, but I'm like fascinated by like the whole like idea. It's like wild to me. Um, but my fiance did. And I was like, what did you say during um, during confession? He was like, I don't know. I just lied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went into the, I remember just being like, yeah, I cursed. I guess I said some curses. I didn't listen to my mom. The priest is like, do this many Hail Marys. I'm like, I'll think about it, honestly, dude. Like, I'll take it <laughs> under consideration. I got to sit here with the rosary Yeah, you got to make something up. You cannot tell, like, a random adult in your life when you're a child, like, all of your deepest, darkest thoughts. That's, yeah, I'm probably also like, not safe. I also remember, I was smart enough as a kid to know, like, like I'm eight years old. Like anything, if you're really interested in anything I've done that is bad, that's so weird. Like, why would you be interested in what I, as an eight year old have done? That's like, Oh, I've, I've fucking, uh, snuck some ice cream when my parents were, I ate my dessert before my dinner. Like, why would an adult care? If an adult cares about that, they got bad intentions. I didn't trust it. I never liked it. 
Anyway, my point being, I will. Your aunt, yeah, your aunt sounds kind of intense. That's where that anti-Catholicism yeah. rant just came from. And that's why she didn't get an invite. I will say that's though, cool. it is kind of fun. I have like a toddler niece and nephew, and it is kind of fun watching them squirm when you catch them in a lie. You know, but I mean, I'm not going to make them feel shitty for it. <laughs> People are bringing up other uh, celery dork says, wait till Chris learns about the total depravity of Calvinism. Um, imagine that if I was like, I'm not into Catholicism anymore. I think I might take up Calvinism. I think that sounds like a more, la- <laughs> from what I hear, that's a more laid back option for me. Um, you, Keegan agreeing, you haven't done anything at four going to hell. Katie says, uh, uh, that is sweet of you to protect your gay friends, honestly. I love that. Um, Celery Dork is mad at me for not naming the celebrity's name, but I'll just let everybody guess. You Feel free to guess on the hashtag. Uh, Fluttering Reed says, what's a Hail Mary? Hail Mary is a thing, right? Yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't think, think so. I'm that like lapsed a as a Catholic. You got the Our Father, you got the Hail Mary. Those are the two big ones. I don't, I don't do either of them anymore. <laughs> what's that caller? It's, it's just like prayers you got to say, right? And then yeah. like somehow like God is keeping a tally and he's like, yeah, I cashed out. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Not my thing. Yeah. Not my yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Caller, when's the wedding going down? When's it happening? It's this October. Again, everyone's like short relationship, short engagement. Are you pregnant? And I'm like, no, I'm boring. Remember? Um, but we, again, nothing sounds worse to me than planning a wedding for over a year long where everyone has opinions. It's the worst. I cannot, I'm ready to have it done. Let's write your vows right now. Me and you, let's write your vows. Should we do it? Okay. Okay. How do you write a vow? Let's write some vows. I haven't gotten to this part of my wedding research. Is it just like, I promise to do these things? Yeah. Like, you know, like the tradition, yeah. Like there's traditional ones, but more often these days people write their own vows where like, you'll tell the story about your fiance or, you know, something about how they met or, you know, your own version of it. I think we should write the vows that will be so out of character for you that they'll shock your whole family and your friend group and no one will see it coming. (laughs) That's what I think we should do with the rest of our time oh okay let's do it okay okay so i need to pick like out of character things to promise yeah like i think the first thing that you should say is like hey before i even get into the vows i just want to thank everybody for coming this wedding fucking rocks ass and i'm so fucking psyched you're here (laughs) say that word for word i feel like everyone who knows you would just think you're having like an aneurysm at your wedding <laughs> this wedding fucking rocks gotta, ass thank for thanks for being here everybody can we start with that i'm gonna walk down the aisle turn around everyone hey guys thank you for coming we're so excited to share this day it's gonna rock it's gonna what would you say rock fucking ass rock fucking, fucking rock ass. ass yeah it rocks fucking ass <laughs> yeah, exactly thank you everybody you for rock coming fucking ass yeah how would your family and friends react if you said that Oh, my, my parents would laugh. Like, my parents are really chill. Like, good, I've good. been, like, cursing around them for, like, forever. Great. Then we got um, a lot of room to grow I, with these vows. Good. My future father-in-law would be taken aback, actually. He okay. hates the F Well, he's just, he's just some, he's just some, uh, some he's stiff just some from Ohio. He's some guy that I have to, like, maintain a good... He's just some stiff from, he's Ohio. from Ohio. Yeah, these Ohio people he's with their opinions. He's got to maintain a he relationship. He take his goddamn opinions back to Ohio as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> how about you say, um, 
How about you say this? You say, um, I view myself as a simple deck of cards, but when I see you, my fiance, you shall soon be my husband and you are a deck of cards. And that will bring us together into a lifelong game of canasta from which we shall never escape. Honestly, some canasta games feel lifelong, man. They can go on a while. Yes, I think that's wonderful. We got to bring in like metaphors. We also play Settlers of Catan together. Okay, so, so like say this. Say, I, I would not trade your love for all the wheat in Settlers of Catan. Oh, that's actually really cute. I like legitimately might use that. That one's not bad. That one's not bad. Let's put that on the list. That one's really cute. Let's put that. Let's put a check mark next to that one under considered. I wouldn't trade your love for all the wheat in Settlers of Catan. I like that. I would, I'm literally writing this down. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't trade your love for all the wheat and settlers of Catan. Well, he's usually the brick hoarder, which is like really annoying, but like it's fine. We'll say wheat. Okay. Wheat. Uh, why don't we say okay. Ticket to Ride? Is that the one where you like build roller coasters? Trains. Okay. No, you build trains. Don't get Chris. mad at me. You get tickets. You've been the most pleasant <laughs> person of all time, and you get mad because I make the sin of mixing up trains with roller coasters, which I just want to point out roller coasters technically are a type of train, I think. No, they aren't. Aren't they really? Te- they're not technically part trains. Roller coasters run no, on wait, tracks. No. They're just fast trains at steep angles. Is anything on a track a train? Would you, like, get on a Hot Wheels track with your, like, son and be like, yeah, let's play with the train? No, that's no, a car! Cars. I don't know the difference between a train and a car. Why are we mad at each other all of a sudden? I don't know. I'm sorry for yelling. Okay, so, um... Ticket to ride, real quick. You okay, get like the, see, there's have, a board, the whole United States, and you pull a ticket and you gotta build a train to the place. That's okay. all. How about the, how about this? Um, how about how about you say like uh, we've spent so much time? Okay, it would be like we've spent so much time together playing Ticket to Ride, figuring out the best way to lay tracks, and little did I know that whole time you were laying track directly to my heart. Aw, that's cute. I thought you were going to make a weird sex joke with that. I like that. That's nice. No. Like laying pipe? You thought I was going to say laying pipe? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Okay, and what's, what are other... That would shock my family. <laughs> You've been laying track. We play tickets to ride, laying track. Pick up the pace, buddy. Why are we laying track when we could be laying pipe? <laughs> this wedding fucking rocks And ass. then my mother would be like, yes, grandchildren. Okay, what other games? I'm, we're, we're cooking with, now we're cooking with fire on these vows. What other games do you play? We've got a Settler Catan one, Ticket to Ride. What other, what other games do you, we, we want to make references to? Midwest, give me something for Euchre. Chris, it's basically you got to match suits, I guess. To like the, I never actually learned how to play. I fake my way through it all the time. Euchre? You want us to reference yeah. Euchre in your wedding vows? Okay, maybe not for my wedding vows. Okay, okay. I'm just naming games that I play. Okay, okay, how about Wheel of Fortune? Oh, Wheel of Fortune. How about this? Uh, Okay, okay, what's a good romantic vow? And please write these all down and then organize them in a way where you really feel like you are managing this project. Uh, I want you to feel like you're managing this project to the best of your abilities. Let's see. Um, uh, Let's see. I don't know why I just lied to you. I'm literally not writing this down. I'll just listen to this back. I feel I feel actively disrespected by that. <laughs> How about you say like Oh no. We 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 share a real love of Wheel of Fortune 
Um, and as you all, as we all know, with Wheel of Fortune, one of the main goals is you want to figure out which vowels are up there on the board. Well, A E I O U, nothing but a lifetime of fidelity and love. And no, that's not that good. <laughs> There's something there, but it's not that good. It's a little tangled what up. What about like like? Um, uh, I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> Oh, how I was about thinking about like, isn't it like the daily double? I don't know. Well, that's I Jeopardy. I got it. it. No, that's Jeopardy. I got it. Ready? How about this? How about this? We love okay. Wheel of Fortune. We play it all the time together. But if you ask me if I'd like to buy a vowel, there's only one vowel left I'd like to buy. You. You. That's cute, Chris. How about you write that you're shit you're down so then? Yeah. If it's so cute, write it down so we don't forget it. Okay. Jesus Christ, Chris. Let me get some paper over here. If you want, you, I feel pen. like you've been picking a fight with me this whole call. And you finally got it, lady. This whole call? This whole lady, I feel, this you whole call, I feel like you've been trying to pick a fight with me. And now we're in a fight. No, we're not in a fight. We're not in a fight. You want to fight? Let's fight. <laughs> no, the last thing okay. I want to do is get in a fight with you about pick, I will buy. I will buy the vowel you. Okay. Got it. I'll spend the, what is it, like 200 bucks? Uh, I'm, not sure. for a vowel. I'm not sure. Okay, what else do we play? Monopoly. Okay, Monopoly. That's good. Okay, let's see. Uh, Monopoly. What's a good wedding vow based on Monopoly? Uh, get out of jail free. Someone's suggesting get out of jail free. A get out of jail free. Ooh. <laughs> I think we nailed it, caller. Someone in the crowd just okay. yelled out, you can park in my place. Yes. What's that? That's funny. Park it in my place. You specifically wanted to get more sexual with it. Okay, yeah. So we're just going to do sex jokes for my vows. That, that'll go over really well. I think it would. I think it sounds to me like people would love it. Um, <laughs> that's a, how about okay, this? Um, what's more games? Let's see. Yeah, what are some more games that we can come up with? Wordle. We do the Wordle together every morning. I do the Wordle. Do you know how much? What's your starter word on Wordle? You got a starter word? Oh, I pick whatever comes to mind, but you if do. I like, like every day, just the first word that pops into my head. But if I can't think of one, I do arise. Arise. That's good. You get two vowels, R and, oh, three vowels, N, R, and S. Mine is very, I was using the same one every day and didn't think it meant anything. And then I was like, that's pretty fucked up that that's how I start my day every day. My starter word on Wordle is tears. <laughs> oh, that's sad, Chris. It is very sad, right? In my mind, I'm like, you get two vowels like, and you get three popular consonants. I'm like, you get three of the more popular consonants and two vowels, one word. And then I'm like, that's probably pretty revealing that tears is how I start Wordle every time. Yeah, I mean, it's probably a pretty strong one because like E and A together, I think, is a common English thing. Uh-huh, it's true. And I, even as I say it out loud, I could pronounce it tears, but I choose to say tears. <laughs> When you read the shampoo bottle as a kid and it said no, T-E-A-R-S, did you read that tears or tears? I read it tears and I was so confused what was tearing. I read it as tears. Oh, yeah, you were correct. Yeah, I mean, but I was someone who was very prone to emotions, so. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lonzo says, here's a Monopoly vow. I promise to never gentrify your heart. Good one, good one. Tom says, you have gentrify. drummed the steel around my heart. 
Oh, drums to steel around. Well, I hope I don't have a steel heart. I think it's open. Do you still? But I get the I get the joke. I get the wordplay. Sorry, yeah. I, sorry, I sat on your 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 contribution, friend. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. I don't think Tom's particularly offended by. Um, now you said you do play Hunt a Killer. How do we have a Hunt a Killer themed wedding vow? Or you just um, were aware of that one because you saw the ads for it. I was just aware of it. But yeah, like, let's not I squeeze it in. Your fiance would be like, him. what are you talking about? <laughs> well, maybe I need to buy it before the wedding. I need to think of like all the other game puns and then buy the games and just organically, organically be like, hey, we need to play all of these games before October. That's a natural way of doing things. That would be if you force him to learn like 17 new games and then you have the most killer wedding vows of all time, but he feels manipulated. <laughs> Yeah, probably not the best way to start start off. That's fair. So I'm it, also very bad at lying to him. He can always tell. So that's that's, that's that would be no good. Now well, you it wouldn't be lying. It would just be so we could manufacture memories for the wedding. <laughs> now you said that he's uh, he was raised Catholic and he's got a huge family, right? Yeah. So is he Irish or Italian? Greek. Greek. And he was raised Catholic, not Greek Orthodox? I guess. I don't know. Okay, so wait. His mom is Greek and Polish, and his dad is... The Polish side of it is where the Catholicism comes in. Yeah, the Polish side of things is where the Catholicism comes in. Oh. Yeah, there you go. So so you're going to have... Hello? Did I lose you? No, you never. You didn't lose me. I've been here the whole time. And if you ever get that oh, aggressive hi. again, I swear. I like literally didn't hear what you were saying. You're starting to break up, but that's fine. I'm sure it was funny. I heard laughter. It's okay. I, I, what I did was I made a joke as if you were being aggressive and everybody laughed because you're actually extraordinarily gentle and kind. <laughs> I try. I feel like I want to be more aggressive in my life. I'm too nice. Uh, in what ways would you like to be more aggressive? With whom? Like, I feel like I want to, like, stand up for things that I think. I feel like I'm too quick to, like, not want to offend people. Okay. Any topics in particular? Um, I don't know, like, po- like politics. Like, I'm really pissed off about this Roe v. Wade situation. Yeah. But, like, that shouldn't be partisan, but it is. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Things like that. Yeah. What can I do with you in the remaining four minutes of this call to help you unlock this rage that you so desperately crave? What can you do with me to unlock the rage? Yeah, yeah, because I hear it right there under the surface. Right there under the surface? I'm, like, mad. I just need permission to be mad. I can grant myself that permission. My therapist says I can grant myself permission. Like, yeah, I can be mad. I just want to be clear. Who says you can grant yourself that permission? My therapist. Oh, your therapist. I thought you said your grandma. Oh, no, my grandma's dead. (laughs) I'm so sorry for your loss. Oh, no, she's been dead a while. It's totally fine. (laughs) So your therapist tells you you have to give yourself permission to feel rage? Yeah, because I don't know. I'm like an oldest sister. I've always been just like the nice example. And like, I never rock the boat. I got to like feel angry sometimes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you ever feel like about the suit thing? Maybe that's why I blew up about the wedding colors. Erica, Erica is in the crowd, says she's a therapist and she agrees. Uh, Riss is scared that this is about to become me versus you. Um, Katie says, we drove through Ohio to get to the show and can confirm Ohio is not great. Uh, (laughs) It's a lot of corn. Caroline says, this is the most aggressive, beautiful, anonymous episode I've ever heard. Fair enough. Caller. What are are other people saying? Should I be looking at Twitter, too? Oh, no. That's about... I've read most of them. I've told you most of them. okay. Wonderful. Well, I'm glad I could deliver a little bit of rage here at the end. Thank you for listening to me. No one ends their rage by saying thank you for listening. Caller. I'm also mad. You can't say, uh, I'm happy I gave you the rage. Thank you for listening. You don't see that that's getting in the way of the rage? I want some unadulterated rage in this last minute. I am mad that my rights are about to be taken away from the fucking Supreme Court. I'm mad that babies don't have food. I'm mad that I didn't find anything when I was estate sale shopping to put on my wedding table because I need a cake stand. Like... Fuck, like, ah, I'm mad about, like, silly things, but also serious things, and that's okay. That's, that's yeah. my rage. I think that should be your wedding vows. <laughs> Imagine if that was your wedding vows. Sure. Maybe I'll bring some rage into my wedding vows. Oh, I think that would be really good. A bunch of settlers of, of Catan puns, and then also you shouting about your rights, and then... <laughs> I would like that. And then that and then and then he'll say something sweet about how how much he loves me and then we'll kiss and we'll dance and get drunk and it'll be great. Do you know do you know what uh song your your first dance is going to be to? No, we haven't picked it. I we wanted to do um a Beatles song. Um uh, what what's the, I, 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 I'm blanking on the name of the Beatles song, but my mom said that that one's probably too sad and to reevaluate. But like, I need to like, we should do what we want to do. See, I'm people pleasing. People in the crowd are suggesting songs. Helter Skelter was just. <laughs> Imagine if your wedding dance was to Helter Skelter. After all that. <laughs> We should come out of left field with that. I think that's a great idea. Oh, uh, if you did your wedding dance to Helter Skelter, and then if uh, people asked you, like, why did you pick that song? And you were like, why? What's unusual about that song? And you just straight-faced <laughs> it? That would be pure joy for me. This is my opportunity to make crazy choices and then play it off like it's totally normal. Our time is up, but I want one last barrage of suggestions on the hashtag for wedding songs. The most out of character wedding song that this we could pick for this caller. Um, I'm going to say Enter Sandman by Metallica. No one would see it coming. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, let's see what else is coming in. We've got someone just saying, hey, I just went on record that Ohio is not that bad. Um, Thank you. I appreciate you. (laughs) Um, Caroline suggests screaming in your car. What's the funniest song that we could have? Helter Skelter is a very good one. Yellow Submarine is another very funny one if we want to go in a different Beatles direction. That would be hilarious. Yes. That one could be interesting. Um, 
Oh, or I know, caller, I, I, I know the number one, the funniest song you with your personality could pick for your wedding dance, but you just have to dance. Okay. And then if people ask you why, you have to be like, why, what's wrong with that song? I'll give you a hundred dollars if you pick Fuck the Police by NWA <laughs> as your wedding song. <laughs> okay, I'll send you the wedding video of proof and get my hundred dollars. Oh, please do. If that comes through, best hundred dollars I ever spent. Caller, it was lovely to talk to you. I hope the wedding planning goes well. I hope the wedding is great and it's everything you want it to be and that it's stress-free and that myself and the people of Grand Rapids have helped you with some suggestions tonight. Thanks for the chit-chat, Chrissy. Thank you, Grand Rapids. We've also got last-minute suggestions. Uh, Caroline suggesting anything by DMX, which also makes me laugh very hard. We got Fruit Salad by The Wiggles coming up from Lauren. We got Party Hard by W Andrew WK. And uh, Wu-Tang Clan Ain't Nothing to Fuck With, which would be in a, any of those. $100 for any of those. Caller, thank you so much. Have a great night. Thanks again for calling in. I hope the wedding goes great. And uh, thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you to Andrea Quinn. The great Andrea Quinn comes on the road with me, produces these shows, uh, does all the sound live in the room. Thanks to Anita Flores, who produces the show overall. Thanks to Ryan Connor for engineering the show. Thanks to Shellshag for the theme music. If you want to know more about me, chrisgeth.com. That's the spot. And hey, wherever you're listening, hit subscribe, favorite, follow. There's a button that says something like that. Helps us when you hit it. If you want merch, podswag.com. If you want ad-free episodes, stitcher.com slash premium. You get a month free trial if you use that code. 